Welcome back to ASMR Quest listeners. I'm John Tyler. And I'm also John Tyler this week. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. It's a shocking uh, twist, that, John. That, that's, that's right, Ian. I, uh, sorry, that's right, listeners. Mm-hmm. I have, in fact, created a, a, uh, a cloning device mm-hmm. that allows me to clone myself. Um, mm-hmm. Although, funny thing is, it was the the other uh, me who did it. Um, oh, wait, so you're the, the clone? The, uh, well, it's, it's sort of a cloning device. It's sort of a, um, you know, alternate dimension device mm-hmm. where, you know, I am the, the primary clone in this dimension. However, uh, you know, you were the clone or... You sorry. You are the clone in this dimension. I am the primary John, mm-hmm. but you okay. are the one who created the cloning machine. So it's so it's the sort cloning of... machine was really just like a, a sort of dimensional transport machine, where I transported myself from the the John Prime dimension, which I'll call it, to this um, sort of Beta John, this this Cuck um. John dimension. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know about the terminology you're using, um, but. Uh... That, you know, I think that's that's sort of right. Um, yeah, I guess it's it's it is a uh, uh, universe uh, or sorry, um, uh, dimension jumping machine, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, uses some cloning technology in it. In that you must take clone? a blood sample, uh, which it, and that it will then attempt to replicate the DNA. But it replicates the DNA into a an alternate universe with a John in it already. Oh, okay. So the main the main difference um, um, between this and, and sort of my original explanation of just a dimensional transport machine is in the John Prime dimension, I'm still there. Like, I'm, um, I'm still there. I, I, I don't. I'm not so confident about this terminology you're throwing around, um, but uh, yes, you're still there. You've been cloned into my dimension, and of course, uh, because of um, some some wild science stuff, uh, mm-hmm. the whole process does sort of create a shared but imperfect uh, collective memory. Yeah, it's uh, sort of a, a sensate situation. Um, the Netflix hit original series, maybe. Um, I don't think it's it's running anymore, but from what I understand, this is basically the the premise of that show. Um, there are eight people uh, who each um, sense things that the others sense because of uh, they were dimensionally cloned in from another reality. Huh. In order to be special guests on this week's ASMR Quest podcast, and wow. I'd like to bring them all in now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I did not know any of that about that show. Yeah. Fascinating. Well, John, you learn a lot when it's it pops up in your Netflix recommended. Ah, uh, John, I I know that we're keeping it tight this this week because this week we're gonna do it. We're gonna make it all the way, um, and we're gonna talk <laughs> about the main quest we've been meaning to talk about for going on you know year and a half now. Um, yep. <laughs> but I've got a few. We got we got a few things that we need to get out of the way first. Okay, let, let let's hear them. Okay, the first thing, John, is. Is it just me? I mean, first off, do you have Netflix? Um, I, I do have Netflix, yes. Is Netflix getting worse? I don't think so. I think it's just there are better competitors now and more of them. You know, I think there's just more viable competitors. Um, I think that they've lost some things, but I think that they've made up for it with other stuff. Um, I mean, they've still got, like, I mean, they've got, like, Stranger Things, which is still fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, 
But like, there's all that solid stuff going. I should have. I guess I should have. I should have been a little more precise there. Has Netflix's recommendation algorithm gotten worse? Hmm. Because if I go on the Netflix page right now, it just recommends me like. First off, you know, they've got all these different categories which they recommend you things in. And it's all the same movies, more or less. There's, like, 20 movies, and they pick 10 out of that 20-movie pool for each of these, like, 50 different categories. Um, They're also, like, 80% Netflix originals at this point, I think. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I just don't want to watch any of them. It's like, there's a few things that I, I enjoy on Netflix, and every now and again there's, like, a reasonably nice movie surprise, but it just, I don't know. If Netflix, if you're, if you're listening, you know, just get on some good movies. That's all I want. I don't want all these fucking Netflix original TV series. Well, some of them are really good though. Yeah. Stranger Things is good. Let's not be hasty. Yeah. Keep some of them for sure. Yeah. Keep Stranger Things. Um, are there any other good ones? I think so. I can't think of them off the top of my head. But I'm sure they exist. Alright, Netflix, just just keep just go back to like buying the rights to other people's movies. <laughs> I don't understand. But anyway, uh, that's okay, so that's that's the Netflix business. Okay. Um, we had to we had to address that first. Second, John, um it's that time of the week again, of the bye week. It is um, <laughs> it's time for top ten. And this is where you play the top ten a theme song which you've been putting in. Mm-hmm. Yep, the theme song that I include every week. Yep, yeah, every week. That seemed very derivative. It was very derivative. <laughs> it's very derivative. I had a lot of false stops. I don't know why you chose it as the theme music, John, but, you know, you're in charge of this boat. That's uh, true, yeah, it was a bad theme song, I, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Top 10 is the segment where we go through this great list, the Top 10 list of Top 10 Top 10 lists, produced yep. by um, senior correspondent to the show, Jonathan Carr. <laughs> and this week, we're, we're busting in to um, Top 10, so it's, the, it's the, the fourth Top 10 Top 10 list. Sorry, the fifth uh-huh. one. Uh, the fourth one is for the next bye week. But the fifth one, John... We're on to Jack's Films Top 10 Top 10 Lists. Um, and, you you know, the the careful listener may recall that last bye week, um, Jonathan Carr was very critical of the New York Times, <laughs> and a particular writer of the New York Times, for their <laughs> usage of a Top 10 Top 10 list. He is equally critical, I'd say more critical, of Jack's films. Wait, uh, why, why is he getting increasingly critical as he gets, <laughs> yeah, as like, we're moving higher <laughs> on the list? It's tough to say, John, but I'll let, I'll let Jonathan Carr speak for himself. Um, you know that awkward older brother that thinks he's funny but really isn't? Yeah? That's Jack films. <laughs> um... Jonathan Carr, why is this on your top ten list of top ten top ten lists? Now, you... <laughs> I don't know. So I can I can accept why it's on his list of top ten top ten lists. Because, for being honest, there's probably not all that many top ten top ten lists out there. Yeah, there's 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 more than ten, certainly, but there's not a huge number. It's not like mm. top ten lists. Um, in fact, there's so few that earlier on, one of his things wasn't even a top ten top ten list. It was just a, a website... 
amalgamating top ten lists. My big complaint is, why is this above things like David Letterman's top ten list, or the top ten David Letterman's lists, or the American Film Institute's top ten top ten genres list? Like, you know, if you're going to be highly critical of these things, at least have a consistent internal ranking structure. Yeah. Even if I drop, you know, because I'm willing to drop the premise that these are, out of all the top ten top ten lists, the best ten in existence. But at least have it so that as we go up higher, they get better. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway. Or I guess the other alternative is maybe maybe Jonathan Carr really disliked um, the writing of this top ten top ten list. But goddamn, the content was just so good. Well, John, I think we're going to have to be the judges of that. Cause, okay. uh, <laughs> so first off, this isn't an article that he's linking to. It's a YouTube video. Um, oh, my. And it's a, from what I can tell, the, these top ten, top ten lists, um, uh, Jack's films, they, he, he, this person was not amalgamating all of these lists from various other locations, um, but was just coming up with these whole cloth. <laughs> so it's just, it's just a video that has ten top ten lists, but they are the top ten, top ten lists, I believe. Okay. And starting in at number ten, um... With the top ten One Direction members. What? Yep, that's right, John. The top ten, um, you know, long-time listeners of the show might remember that One Direction is an, an English-Irish pop band. Um, a uh, a supergroup, I believe. A supergroup. Like or, or, I guess not supergroup, but I, I don't believe that they formed a band of their own sort of desire to be members of of the same band and already know each other. Like, I think that they were picked to be in a band from I the X Factor about that. Or maybe not. Yeah. Maybe the X Factor was a tour of theirs. No, uh, I, I haven't read there from the X Factor. They... That is a TV show. It is similar to, uh, America's got talent or American idol, but it mm-hmm. is in, it is in the UK. Yeah. And actually, yeah, they did audition as solo candidates. So you were right, John. Um, and they, I guess they still exist, although one of their members left, and I don't know if they do anything anymore. Um, but yeah, they also, interestingly, at their height of, of um, members, they had five members. <laughs> and so, I, you know, that's the first sort of puzzler with this list. Um, I think you'll quickly understand the premise of this list, though, John. Okay. So we're starting at number 10 of the top 10 One Direction members. It's uh, Tui Lomlinson. Okay. Uh, coming in at number nine, it's Bringed Corium. Okay. Number eight, it's Jessup Teeks. Uh, number seven, Poyle Malcolmson. Number five, Terry Ricks Anderson. And so, John, I'm going to stop here and, and ask you, do you understand what's going on with this list? Um, it seems like these are just made-up names that sound like they could be members of One Direction. I think you're right, John. I think you're right. One thing that you are and our listeners are missing, because they're not watching the YouTube video, you can find it on YouTube.com if you want to follow along. Um, All of these are accompanied with a photo of... Usually they're One Direction members, and sometimes they're not, but they're just just people, um, and there's been some crude Photoshop done to warp their faces around and make them look weird. Okay. At any rate, coming back in at... um, Number five, it's Draven. Number four is Joseph Manx. 
Number three is Will I Am Sad. Number what? two is wait, Br- Bryante. Wait, 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 I've got to go back to Will I Am Sad. Will I Am Sad? Okay. Uh, yes. oh, actually, okay, no, I guess I guess it. Okay, it does make sense. Actually, I mean, it makes I think it makes as much sense as Draven does, right? But I, I mean, it's just like I feel like if you're going to take someone's name that's already kind of a pun and then add something to it, like you, you've really got to add to it. You can't just like take the thing that they have already done and just like keep using it. You have to like you have to twist it in some way, I guess, or. I don't know. It, I, I just feel like Will I Am Sad, you're not really making a joke. You're just acknowledging the joke that's already there and then claiming it as your own. I don't know. I'm, I think that's interesting, John, because... Well, so first off, I'll finish off the list. Coming in at number two, it's Bryante. And number one, the top One Direction member, is Zach Morris. Um, oh, from Saved by the Bell, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So I... So, I think besides the number one person, which I think is a, it's a reasonable joke. Um, yeah, number one, I'll, I'll I'll give number uh, number one was solid. I'll take that. I'd say other than I mean, I think Will I Am Sad was my second favorite because all the rest of this is well, that's not true. Maybe Tui Lomlinson um, was better because that's where you sort of like like the that I think one the, also, hmm. the, the one works a little better for me too because it's um, based on one of the actual members' names. And it's sort of the start, and it really, I think, feeds off of the idea. I think it's a funny premise for a list, right? The top ten yeah. One Direction members. Yeah. Um, but just, you know. Overall, For the vast majority. Yeah, there, there's just, there's, I, I don't see. Now, maybe if I was really familiar, if I knew, like, where all these names were coming from, it might be funnier. Um, but it's just a bunch of silly names. I don't know, I don't. Yeah. Whereas Will I Am Sad. Also, the picture of him, he was, um, you know, photoshopped so that he was frowning and it looked like he was crying. Okay. Um, which was, you know, that, that adds I, I think to it. That, that does add more to it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it was it was one of the only ones on here that was actually, like, a joke and not just a name. That's fair. It I wasn't a good it... joke. I'll agree with you there. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a super strong joke, but relative to the rest of this list, I thought it was a strong entry. That's fair. I guess it, it seemed very out of place, but I, I will accept that, especially with the uh, inclusion of the drawing, that maybe it it is one of the stronger entries. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I guess the list, like, it, it lacked cohesion. Yeah, it seemed like it was going to go with one thing, and then it didn't stick with it. Um, very yeah, disappointing. I, I, I can see why Jonathan Carr has some uh, criticisms for this uh list but i also have some criticisms for jonathan carr's list yep you know we've got a lot of criticisms we got enough criticisms to go around um but you know what john that was only number 10 for jack's films top 10 top 10 that's lists. true so maybe jack's films uh lists get better mm-hmm. we'll find out i mean they, they better it is a top 10 list so we'll find out um 20 weeks from now when we next <laughs> circle around <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. Well, at a minimum 20 weeks. At least 20 weeks. <laughs> yeah, there's a good chance we'll miss some. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so thank you, Jonathan Carr. Yes, thanks. Okay, so, John. Know, let's talk about some, some ASMR news. Oh, it's been an action-packed week for ASMR, John. This might have been, I think, the biggest bye week for ASMR 
in the history of the world. Um, you know what? I'll I'll take it. Um, so I think we'll, we'll end with the biggest news. Um, so these other two things you brought to the table. So would you like to introduce them? Oh, I thought I thought um, item C would be the biggest news on our list, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the first item on our list is Jimmy Kimmel has learned what ASMR is, John. It's true. And you'll never believe how he learned about it, John. Ian, I won't. Take a Why guess, Why don't you John? tell me? John, take a guess. Be a good sport. Uh, Ian, did Jimmy Kimmel have some kids teach him about ASMR? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I have it all. I pinned it all on the fact that you would never guess. But here you've gone. And right off the bat, John, you guess. <laughs> Kids teach Jimmy Kimmel about ASMR. Hashtag Kimmel. Uh, one, one little opening piece of news for this. Have you noticed YouTube including hashtags in the videos Not until before? this very moment. Yeah, I don't know what that's about, but hashtag Kimmel. You can, you can hashtag that when you leave a five-star rating with review on our podcast. <laughs> um, kids teach Jimmy Kimmel about ASMR. This is from Jimmy Kimmel Live. Jimmy Kimmel, for long-time listeners in the show, may remember that he's a like late-night <laughs> host of television shows. Does he has he only ever done the Jimmy Kimmel show, or has he done like a lot of late-night shows? Um, I think he's done other ones, but I, I don't recall what. Mm-hmm. Well, at any rate, this the, the <laughs> premise of this clip, John. This is not actually a YouTube video originally. This was originally on the Jimmy Kimmel show, <laughs> starring Jimmy Fallon. Um, <laughs> So Jimmy Kimmel is here, and he's with some children, and they're telling him what ASMR is. And Jimmy Kimmel isn't getting it. He's put off by the whole premise, John. That's, that's true. I'll, I'm not, like, horribly so. Like, he's just, he's cracking jokes, but I don't feel like it's, like... It's true. He's not, like, he's not going on a violent outburst or anything. Yeah. But he doesn't no. hit the children often. But, but it, it does feel like... <laughs> It does feel like he's not fully uh, understanding the 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 appeal. Yeah. Well, so, what do you think about Jimmy Kimmel, John? I think he I think he does some pretty good stuff with kids. Mm. Um, I pretty much have only seen the clips that end up on YouTube where he is either talking to kids or telling parents to do something to their kids. Um, and then showing clips of those. But I, I do enjoy all that stuff. Mm. I don't really have strong feelings about him beyond that. Do you? I, have, it's, it seems like you do. Yeah, John, I got very strong feelings about... I don't have very strong feelings. I've got no. moderate feelings about Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. I feel like his style of humor is too detached. I feel like he's, he's acting like he's above it all, John. Mm. And Jimmy Kimmel, you're not. You're right there. Well, actually, no. You know, I take it all back, John, because he is sitting on, like, a, a child-sized chair at this little children-sized table to engage with the children. I appreciate that. Okay. Jimmy Kimmel, you're all right. Even if you have disabled comments for this video. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Jimmy Kimmel is... He learns from these children about ASMR. I don't know that he's fully on board with it, but now he knows. Um, so that's one less person, John. One less person we need to educate <laughs> in our tireless quest. To tell uh, he did world. also. He made a, a comment or several comments about how 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 bored ASMR Darling looked in one of her videos, and 
I've, I've got to agree. She looks very bored in a lot of her videos. Yeah. Like, well, and it's, it's, it really, it, it's kind of funny. Yeah. It's a good observation. It's a good observation. I, I like how bored she looks a lot of the time. <laughs> Do you think that helps relax you, John? Her being um, bored. I don't know. I don't actually watch a ton of ASMR, darling. Hmm. Her, her style isn't for me most of the time. Hmm. Well, John, I know one person whose style is for you, and it's for everyone. Uh, now, I, this is what I thought would be the biggest news of the week, but John disagrees, so we'll we'll cover it here. You know, John, uh, for a long time, you know, a lot of people have had a lot of criticisms about ASMR, but mm-hmm. what is the number one criticism that you've heard time in and time out about <laughs> ASMR videos? I don't know, Ian. Should I guess this one, too? Or... I think you've got to guess this one, John. All right, Ian. You'll never guess, but... <sighs> I'm going to guess that the the number one uh, complaint I've heard, or that you know everyone's heard, that you're hinting at, mm-hmm. is the complaint we all know, we're all familiar with it, that there just isn't any vegan ASMR. That's so true, John. <laughs> I, actually, I'm... You know, the first time... Okay, I, I could have... Like, you know, I, I don't know that Jimmy Kimmel has all that many popular s- sketches outside of, like, the children one. So it's maybe not too surprising that you guessed it. This one is a bit of a surprise, actually, that you guessed <laughs> it so quickly. Um, but anyway, uh, I've got great news for you, John, and for all of the listeners out oh, what there is ASMR who are disgusted, they're fed up with the factory farm <laughs> ASMR content which is being spewed out by our, our late-stage capitalist empire. And that's that <laughs> vegan singer Mia has created the first ever ASMR audio using only vegan food. That's right, John. This is this is coming hot off the presses um, from LiveKindly.co, which is referencing a piece put out by Fuse TV, which is seeking to mimic W Magazine's long-running series about celebrities doing ASMR. And the latest celebrity to do ASMR is Mia. But not only is she doing ASMR, John, she's revolutionizing it. She's revolutionizing it by finally, you know, ripping out the, the, the hooks from the slabs of ASMR meat and saying, no, it's a new day and I can do my ASMR with carrots and celery and grapefruit juice and garbanzo beans. But she, she calls them chickpeas. I also call them chickpeas. I think everybody calls them chickpeas. I don't know any, anybody who calls them garbanzo beans. <laughs> why, did you, why did you start with garbanzo beans and then say she calls them chickpeas as if she was the odd one out? Well, John, the odd thing is, you know, she, on the package that she had, they were clearly labeled as garbanzo beans. Oh, uh, that's true. Now, I'm not going to say that she should call them, you know, garbanzo beans just so you know, just right away. But if you buy a package of chickpeas that calls them by their... Is that is it the proper name? I don't know. I, I, I guess, but... If it calls it garbanzo beans, I think you at least owe people an explanation as to why mm. you're calling them chickpeas. Um, you know you know uh, what problem I had with this video? What is, problem um, you have? Well, it says it's vegan ASMR, mm-hmm. but then she brings in the chickpeas. Beans named for the fact that they look like chicken carcasses mm-hmm. slaughtered chicken like... carcasses prepared for consumption 
in the middle of my ASM, my vegan ASMR. Yeah. Your first vegan ASMR, John. <laughs> my first vegan ASMR, because no one has ever made vegan ASMR before. There's never been a single uh, video put out by ASMR the Chew in which she consumes only vegan food for the ASMR viewers at home. Mm-hmm. Such as pickled vegetables. No, not once has she done that. <laughs> well, we don't know what she puts in the pickles, John. Could be lard. <laughs> or butter, I guess. Doesn't need to just be animal fat if it's if it's vegan. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and also, a notable thing about this video, this might be the first um, ASMR eating video I've seen in which a person doesn't actually eat anything. <laughs> they instead take bites of things and then spit them out onto into a cup. <laughs> um and you know she's she's doing a challenge, John. She's doing an alkaline <laughs> challenge to restore her blood's pH levels. She does not say why she's doing it, Ian. She says she's doing a challenge. You're right. She's just she's and doing this, an alkaline challenge. This um, challenge does not allow why. her to eat carrots or celery, apparently. Well, I just I think she doesn't like the celery. Oh, maybe I don't know. She <laughs> Yeah, she she spits out carrots and celery. Mm-hmm. Um she's not allowed to eat the carrots because of the alkaline challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just yeah, Scott. I wonder, you know, why didn't they just edit out her spitting out the food? It's <laughs> yeah, a great question. I was wondering that too. Is this a one-shot video? I didn't actually notice. Or do they like? No, no, they got. Oh, no, they've got multiple shots. camera angles. Yeah. So yeah, no excuses. <laughs> um, good job, Fuse TV. Although you know, we, we do have to hand it to them, John, for finally you know breaking some ground and putting out the very first, as they call this video. <laughs> Mia does the very first <laughs> vegan ASMR. Um, so thank you, Mia, and thank you, Fuse TV. Oh, every time you say Mia. Well, it's, how, it's how you pronounce her name, maybe, John. I, well, no, I don't think so. Well, John, how else are you supposed to do it? There's, there's a little... It's M-Y-A with a little thing over the Y. It's Mia. Really the way that you said it first, before we were on the... On the podcast, when you were calling her Maya. Oh, no, I think the first time I said, Meh! <laughs> if you think she's called, Meh! <laughs> I guess that's your business, John. I, I don't know. I don't know how she pronounces it. Um, Meh! If you're listening, you can let us know. Um. Okay, so, so John, so I've broken, you know, a world first... With ASMR. I'm excited to see what you've got that'll top that. Uh, well, Ian. So this is a video that actually dropped on May 21st of 2018. But I haven't heard anyone talking about this yet. The The clue is right there in the video. It's as obvious as could be. And yet, we are the first ones to cover this news, Ian. Oh, so this is maybe the biggest piece of news, John, because this is news that we're helping to break. Oh, we are breaking it, Ian. We are not helping. We are we are breaking this news. Oh, uh, shit. So, Ian, uh, Whispers Red ASMR has put out a video. ASMR, preparing you a bath, fizzes, crinkles, candles, and tapping. Uh-huh. So I saw that. I thought, oh, that sounds nice. Popular video. We're not the first. We're not breaking the news that this video has been released. No, um, no, no. Eight hundred thirty-five thousand people have already watched it. That is not the news at all, Ian. It's not now. What's shocking 
is you start this video and you see a bathtub and you see Emma and Emma is much, much larger than the bathtub, Ian. It turns out (laughs) Whispers Red ASMR has been a giant the whole time and she's finally dropping hints and we're not talking about you know just oh you see someone who's pretty tall and you call them a giant no we're not talking about that we're not even talking about andre the giant we're talking about straight up fantasy giants to whom we are not but a a small cat or a very small dog a rodent perhaps even scurrying at their feet I mean, based off the size of this bathtub, if we're to believe, as as you say, this is a full-size bathtub. And I well, guess now of I think course that it is, no... Ian. What are the other options? Well, you're right, John. You're right. Well, I, I'm, I'm being foolish here. Although I guess there's, there's a puzzler then, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, not only is she a giant, but if you go to about 21 minutes in, John, you'll see a bag from Neil's Yard Remedies. Uh, a, mm-hmm. a shop in which she has, she has procured this. That bag is about the same size as the tub. So, you know, I think this is maybe a bigger news story than you even understand. Oh no, no, Ian. I well, I, I guess okay. I, well, you hadn't finished. I kind of thought it, it goes sorry. without saying, but but yeah, obviously there is a, an entire community of giants. Which yeah, I mean, I, really is not a surprise if you accept that. Yes, fantasy giants do in fact exist. Mm-hmm. Every legend of them has always told of. There being communities of them, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're, they're, they have their whole entire towns and villages up in the clouds or the mountains. We we don't know which which is correct, but in any case, we do know that the giants do exist. They've modernized just like we have, and uh, Emma is one. Um, now, John, the, do you the, think do you think that we should we should rejoice in this and you know, be like, you know try to reach out an olive branch of peace to our massive uh, neighbors? Or should we be frightened that they, you know, now that they're you know, starting to reveal themselves to us and they, you know, they clearly have the same technology that we do, that they will dominate us um, and that we will soon be their pets? I, I mean, unless this turns out to be a to-serve-humanity type of situation, I feel like they're already reaching out the olive branch. I mean, Emma's here making some ASMR for all of us. Um, and actually, so bringing it, bringing it back to ASMR, this does have interesting implications because of the fact that Emma has done collaborations with other ASMR artists before. Oh, shit. Including ones in which she appears to be in the same place at the same time as these other ASM artists. For instance, you might recall uh, that uh, at one point she did a collaboration with uh, Gentle Whispering in which they uh, worked together and both wore uh, medical robes. Now, there are several possibilities of what could be going on there. Uh, One, it's possible that, uh, that Gentle Whispering is also a giant. Well, that's my first thought. Because, you know, gentle whispering, gentle yeah. giant. Of course, that that um, is of course going to be your first thought. But we we haven't seen we haven't seen gentle whispering next to a bathtub yet. 
Mm-hmm. That's what. That's the important thing you have to keep in mind. Because I guess possible. Like, there's giant bags and there's giant candles and there's giant people with giant clothes. So like we're we're pretty well convinced. You know, the bathtub is the key thing. That's the one thing that giants haven't figured out yet. <laughs> How well, to scale I mean... up properly. So, so I guess if we see uh, if we see her next to a um, a bathtub that appears to be the same the right size for her, then that's inconclusive because they might have their own bathtubs. That's true. I mean, they, um, she does look quite clean. So yeah, but if we see her next to a small bathtub or really any any other small item, then we know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but in any case, so so could be a giant, or maybe they used a green screen. Oh. And maybe it was just some some clever joke that they made Gentle Whispering appear to be larger than Whispers Red. Because they thought, oh, wouldn't it be funny if the human was larger than the giant? Now, John... uh, which also suggests, though, <sighs> that Gentle Whispering knows and has known about Whispers Red being a giant for quite some time. Which raises the question, how many others in the ASMR community have known about giants, Ian? Well, if there's any community which I think would be good at keeping a secret, it would have to be the ASMR community. Because, um, you know, they, they talk pretty quietly anyway. Um, <laughs> they're good at whispering. They're good at whispering. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask, though, John, um, how did you discover this? How is it that you are the person to break this story? What do you think's different? Like, what state yeah. of mind were you in when you when you came to this conclusion? Um how did you know, do it, John? I think I'm. I I just I I looked at the clues. Mm-hmm. I just saw that there was a a bathtub, and that uh, Whispers Red was much larger than the bathtub. Mm-hmm. I just connected the dots, Ian. I don't think anyone else. Uh, oh, they shit. just they just didn't connect the dots. John, here's some extra evidence. You've probably already figured this out. Um, ASMR preparing you a bath. Yes. Oh, you're right. And I should have mentioned that. I'm so sorry. Whisper, yeah. this is a bath for us. That's how we for know. For us. Exactly. Oh. She's telling us right there in she's the description, saying, in she's... the title, mm-hmm. that this is for us, that we will fit in that bathtub. She might she not. She won't. She certainly won't. She certainly will not, because yeah. she is a giant. Sure, one of her feet probably could. She could probably put a single foot into it. Yeah, I don't even... That might be the kind of cramp. I guess it depends how large her feet are proportional. Yeah, I think her feet would have to be pretty large proportional to her body to not be able to fit one foot in there, but... Mm, I suppose. I, I guess my feet are pretty large proportional to my... Yeah, well, your my feet body, are so. clown feet, John. And by that, I don't, I don't mean, like, the size of clown feet. I mean, your feet are clowns. They are each full-size... I would know, because, again, you know, I... I think I, maybe maybe I haven't mentioned this enough this episode. I am you, right? I'm John. So, um, but as you know, upon further thought, I, I think you're right. Um, she could she could fit her foot in there for sure. Uh-huh. Um, well, yeah. So that's a world first um, for the ASMR community. We are out. Well, actually, John, are we doing it? Because if if this is like a widely known within the community of ASMR artists, is it really appropriate for us to be breaking this story? I mean, I think I think uh, Whispers Red wants it to be broken. Mm. I just I mean, by the right person. Yeah, she's. I mean, she's been putting out videos all this time, and never she included such an obvious clue before. It's like, I mean, she she's telling us. 
and I, I don't know why she didn't choose to just come out and say it directly, why she decided to put put in these hints. Maybe she wanted maybe she wanted it to sort of slowly dawn on people, be, have them become a start to think maybe it's a possibility, become accustomed to it before it was sort of fully thrust in their faces. Um just sort of let it simmer for a little while before the big reveal, but uh I don't know. I, I feel like the the it's clear as day. I mean, a lot of people are commenting in the comments about how the fact that the tub is little, but well, I guess they just didn't get they, it. They 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 missed the preparing you a bath aspect. That's true. That is true. I mean, it's, it's all right there. It's all right there, John. It's incredible. Um, she at one point she puts some things in the bath, right? Like one thing that I don't, we haven't mentioned about this so far is that the bath is green in color. Doesn't look very appealing. I would not want to get into that bathtub. <laughs> and then she puts like, are these cherries? She puts something into the bathtub. I don't know. It's a mystery though, John. It's a it's an exciting mystery. I'm you know I'm looking forward to uh, sort of exploring this more. This exciting new discovery. That we've yeah, made. it's very exciting. Well, that you have made. I, just to give you credit, I don't think I really contributed all that. <laughs> you know, I just broke the news about the the world's first vegan ASMR. <laughs> also, I will just say, you know, um, I understand that it's an ASMR video. This, you know, this and so it's sort of to be expected. I didn't like the part where she she brought out the living chicken and then broke its neck on on screen. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that is the that is the darkness that has been haunting ASMR for years now, and it's I'm true. glad that someone's finally standing up to it with the first ever vegan ASMR video. Yeah, the first ever ASMR video with no animal deaths. In it. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not even. I mean, normally you you get gruesome animal deaths, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we've got we're beyond that. We're beyond not even like a. Sorry, we like we, we, you know, we've, we've skipped over we've skipped over uh, humane animal deaths all the way to no animal deaths at all. I don't know if everyone's ready for this. Yeah, this well, it's it's challenging, John. It's yeah, it's, there's, there's it's definitely it's, society it's controversial. Changes, it's controversial. You know what else is controversial, John? The joys of Rusev. Uh, you know, I, I wrote the joy of Rusev. Actually, it was well, a, but, a clever but, joke. But, I, I couldn't say the joy of Rusev is well. Actually, I guess I could say that. At the time, the joys of Rusev seemed like a sort of more grammatical way to, to sort of shoehorn that into my transition, but maybe I was wrong. You were. I'm, I apologize. I would like and I would <laughs> like to take this time to issue a formal apology. I have prepared a written statement <laughs> for this occasion. Uh, I, John Tyler, <laughs> the John Prime Dimension, would like to issue Again, I don't a know formal apology... And I would like to take this time to announce my resignation from the ASMR Quest podcast and to announce that I will be officially committing formal seppuku <laughs> for my sins against Rusev and uh, the Kukjan from this, this <laughs> Kukjan dimension um, Again, not, by mangling, not sure about that, uh, mangling that, the transition terminology. to this new point of um, order. Uh, so I will take this time now. Hold on, I've just gotta just gotta get my, my sword and I'm gonna put it in here and I'm just gonna
Huh. Well, I guess I guess it's just me now, listeners. Um, although actually, I was expecting Ian to show up today. Um, so uh, who knows? Oh, oh, actually, uh, I think I, I think I might hear something. Oh, oh, hey, Ian just got home. He, um, I guess, uh, I guess the other John was oh. in Ian's apartment this whole time. Um, John? Yeah. What's going on here? Um, well, you know, I, we were supposed to record a podcast, um, and you didn't show up. Yeah, okay, up. Well, I'm sorry that I was a little late, John. Okay, I missed the bus, but I'm here mm-hmm. now. Well, I'm here now, and, and, and there's, there's you... Yeah, but floor. it's like a really ugly version of me. A very handsome version of you, John. <laughs> much more handsome version of you. Uh, sounds like he had a much more handsome voice as well. Uh, he's lying out. Know. He's wearing a, a sort of uh, a kimono getup. <laughs> and his his organs are actually spread out across the floor. Um, as if he has committed some sort of, of seppuku. Actually, well, hold on. So I'm looking at my computer now, and I see there's a there's a written statement, um, <laughs> a formal apology. On, oh, okay. Actually, this this written statement is really explaining the whole the whole sort of situation yeah, to me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. This was the cuck John dimension. Yeah. Sense. Thanks. I. Makes oh sense. wait. Oh. 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 I thought <laughs> just I thought you were going to agree with me that the the terminology was was off. Well, it's certainly it it's certainly problematic terminology, John. Don't get me wrong. I think that's I think it's a pretty offensive word. Um very offensive against chickens. <laughs> Where does it come from? I don't know. Anyway, that's that's besides the point. I guess the the main point is I think it comes from cuckold, but I don't know where that comes well, yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um so I mean, point number 1 is that uh this this other John from the John Prime universe, uh, he did shit himself upon upon dying. <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of having to deal with that right now. Yeah, I mean, can you just wait? I mean, you're already pretty late, so if you could just clean up after we finish this episode, um, I yeah, would okay. appreciate that. Um, so yeah, so I'm seeing the seeing the list. It looks like it looks like this other John did some prep. Uh, I don't know where we are in the episode. I uh, uh, the top so ten. Okay, uh, so let's get into the top ten. That's right, John. We're actually on hot goss. We're on hot goss, Ian. We already, already yeah, you, you missed a lot. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so we're on uh, hot goss. Um, okay. So, uh, so uh, Rusev, the mm-hmm. the wrestler, um, has uh, posted uh, two pictures on his Instagram recently that I wanted to talk about. Uh, turns out Rusev is a fan of the joy of painting. Uh, of Bob Ross's The Joy of Painting. And, and Stranger he, uh, Things, based off of this t-shirt he's wearing. Uh, John, well, if you'll I'd like to talk a little bit about see. Netflix, John. <laughs> I've got some thoughts about Netflix that I think are topical. <laughs> and we should... <laughs> oh, actually, you know... No, never mind. I, okay, no. yeah. Anyway, no, this, uh, this Instagram... Um, uh, so if you look closely at his shirt, you'll actually see that it says Stronger Things, not Stranger uh, Things. You're right. I'm sorry. I'd, I'd like to submit a formal apology. <laughs> so uh, Rusev got a Bob Ross The Joy of Painting paint set so that mm-hmm. he could paint alone at home. And then there's another picture of him shirtless uh, working on a painting. 
And he said, happy little accidents occurred. Ooh, and you can actually see the painting kind of through the back of the canvas. You can a little bit. Looks... And you can also see Russo's handsome chest. You can see his handsome chest. He's a big boy, John. <laughs> He's a very big boy. Now, John, I saw a big boy in the gym recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, and this might be a controversial opinion, John. I feel like traps can get too big. I feel like every muscle can get too big. That's true. This this guy, he was especially a big... if it's the only muscle. Well, he was he had a lot of big muscles, John. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't want to sit tell this guy that he didn't have very many big muscles, but he had very big traps. Um, and I just don't get like our big traps. I, I they can be aesthetic, right? Mm-hmm. They can like contribute, but it, but it seems like they're really. They're not a muscle that should get too big. Like, even Rusev, he's got big boy traps, but compared to his shoulders, his traps are just these tiny little guys, right? Yeah, he's, he's quite proportional. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I would just say to all of our listeners out there who are doing, like, um, I don't know what sort of exercise you do to get big traps. I guess shrugs, right? Weighted shrugs. Mm. Um, to all of our listeners who are doing those day in and day out, <laughs> maybe do some other exercise. Maybe throw some other exercises in as well, because doesn't end well. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's doing the joy of painting. Did you ever yeah. watch Bob Ross, John? Yeah, we we've talked about Bob Ross before on this show. Mm-hmm. But yes, I don't I've, remember I've... if you ever watched. Like, you ever watch a full episode though? Yeah, many times. Many times. Oh my goodness! I it's a I... very enjoyable show. I don't know. Even, it, like, even ignoring the ASMR one, I find it very pleasant. It's, it, I, at first, when I first started watching it, I found it thrilling. Thrilling, Ethan? Yeah. Because in, in a half an hour, he, tra- changed, he transforms this blank canvas into a work of art. And sometimes, sometimes he says, well, let's be bold, let's be brave. And then he does something, and you think, Bob Ross, you were too bold, too brave, you've ruined your painting. Mm-hmm. And then... And then he brings it back. And you're like, shit, Bob Ross is better than it was before. How'd you do it? Yeah, that's true. He does... There there are some thrilling twists and turns. Um, how From the first time Bob I saw him make Ross, mountains, I was just blown away by those mountains. You just, you just take the scraper, John. You take the scraper and you scrape off some of the paint and there's more paint beneath or something. And that's where the mountains are, John. And then you, you get like a little bit of white in there, too, to have your, have your, your majestic mountains... It's beautiful. Sure is. Cedric Section comments on this Instagram post. Haha, it's transparent. <laughs> but so so we don't know if uh, if Rusev is an ASMR fan, but we do know he's a Bob Ross fan. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see the the sort of final result and and the you can, this was posted three days ago. He's he's got a nice porch. Or maybe this is inside. Is this inside or outside? Uh, Ian, I just closed it. I, well, I think it was outside, though. Yeah, that's what I thought at first, too. But now I'm looking at it more, and I think it might be inside. I mean, if it's inside, it's, like, inside a closed-in porch. Yeah, probably. Like a, like, screen room or sunroom or something. That's a, I mean, it doesn't... I mean, what's behind him looks like proper windows, though. But they might be screen windows, or they, or it could be a sunroom. 
What's a sunroom? It's a window that's just like, or it's a room that's just a lot of glass. Yeah, well, that could be uh, that. There's certainly a lot of sun in this room. It's like so, sort of like a combination between a uh, greenhouse and a porch. Hmm. Like usually, people with sunrooms have a lot of plants out there, but it's also like a sort of loungy area. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And let's move on to the main quest. So, so what's the the main quest this week, Sean? This bi week. Oh, well, Ian, it's one that uh, we've been trying to get to for a while now. And this week we're finally doing it. It's Makeup Part 2. Tutorials. Oh my goodness, John. So we're making up for all of the times that we've missed the Makeup Tutorials. <laughs> and uh, we've now just... Yeah, we've just about hit 50 minutes here, so I think that'll <laughs> be all for this week. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Um, no, John. Oh no, we have hit 50 minutes. But John, we're not we're not cutting it short this week. We're not giving week. up this time. No, we're gonna fucking do it. Okay, John, tell me. Um, so I'm sitting here. Um, mm-hmm. It may shock you to realize because I do have a lot of blood sort of spattered on my face from my investigations of your corpse. Um, <laughs> but I'm not wearing makeup. I haven't worn makeup today, John. I've actually not worn makeup hardly any day of my life. There have been select occasions where I have I have donned makeup, uh, never of my own application though. Mm, yeah, and I'm you know, here's the thing, John. And I, would I, love... I would imagine most, if not all, of those occasions, it was just eyeliner. Yeah, just eyeliner, or you know, some you know, some blush, some foundation, or something. Uh, but largely stage makeup. Yeah, of one form or another, John. Um, but you know, I'd love, I'd love to have better defined um, cheekbones. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have a sort of rich and even complexion. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be great to have um, sort of smoky and attractive eyes. My big issue, you know, I don't know how to do any of those things. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start putting makeup on. I'm gonna look in the mirror, and I'm gonna be Tim Curry from It. And I'm gonna be a big, I'm gonna be a spider monster. Um, there's going to be a lot of little kids, and they're going to grow up, and they're going to learn a lesson about what it's like to grow up, and they're going to kill me, John, when they're adults, maybe. Um, I'll get, I'll kill some of them, probably, but they're going to kill me. I don't like that. How can I apply makeup? <laughs> so that you don't have to teach some children the meaning of friendship. That's true. Well, um, that, by the time... They learn it. They're probably like 30 or something. Mm. I haven't actually read the book. It's probably fine. Well, I, I think that that's the, the moral of the story, though, is uh, something about the meaning of friendship. Seems likely. Um, <laughs> well, Ian, if you want to learn about makeup, uh, then all you have to do is go on to YouTube.com. And uh, hold, on, hold on. Hold um, on. So okay. Yeah. You, so, like, you, the letter, T-U-B-E <laughs> dot com? Uh, yeah. Ah, oh, shit, YouTube does exist, John. You're never going to guess. Um, does seem to be a porn site. <laughs> what a shocker. What a shocker. Uh, well, but maybe not. There's Carmen Electra. <laughs> Ian, Catherine I, I, Zeta-Jones. Isn't Carmen Electra Catherine Zeta-Jones? Are they the one and the same? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Brad Pitt. Hockey. I'm going to click on the hockey. Ian, I feel like you should be able to determine whether or not this is a porn website. Oh, shit. John, do you want to play for a chance to win (laughs) $150,000? Yes or no? Ian, 
Yes or no, John? No. Okay, no. no. Um, oh, spin the wheel to your reward. <laughs> no. You said no. <laughs> no thanks. Ian, we're finally doing the makeup. Oh, and now we're back to the main page. I didn't see any hockey. <laughs> well, okay, okay, okay. Here we go, John. Makeup tutorials. So you go to YouTube, you type in makeup tutorials. Okay, you the letter T U B E. Damn it! Fuck. No, no, no. YouTube.com. I type. I type in makeup tutorials. Yep. And then you're gonna find a lot of makeup tutorials. Yeah, there's but a whole lot of them. If you want specifically ASMR makeup tutorials, tutorials. If you want to be extra relaxed while you watch your makeup tutorials, then you could type in. ASMR makeup tutorials instead of just makeup tutorials. Now, actually, I'm going to blow your fucking mind right now. I typed yeah. in makeup tutorial, no ASMR. Um, out of the top five results, two of them are ASMR videos. Oh. Wait, you said... Oh, okay, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah so okay. Two out of the five. Not the top Not the top two. Um, number three and number five specifically. And they are, I think, both um, videos that we had slated to talk about this week. The... ASMR makeup tutorial by Symphony Soto and ASMR glowy makeup tutorial. Oh, nice. So, it's just they are the ASMR John is as big as makeup tutorials at this point. Yeah. Bigger even. Um So yeah, you there's tons of makeup tutorials, tons of ASMR makeup tutorials specifically, and uh it's exactly what it sounds like. Uh someone uh, it, the person on camera has a bunch of makeup and they are applying it to themselves and they are explaining what they're doing and why and how um, and uh, just teaching you how to apply makeup. Uh, now, usually, are they, though, John? Are they teaching you? Like, so at this point, you must have watched a whole lot of these videos, right? Oh, uh, yeah, and there were so many. I went into a deep hole. How many hours do you think you've spent watching asmr makeup tutorial videos oh god like 10 maybe 10 hours john no actually probably more (laughs) john how do you apply makeup well ian you rub it on your face and depending on the the type you use different applicator tools to do so (laughs) like if i wanted to if i if i had a big meeting tomorrow john and i wanted to give myself that extra bit of confidence okay you want to like a a Full face of like a, but like a fairly natural look. Yeah, I don't, I don't, John, I want to emphasize this. I don't want to look in the mirror and see Tim Curry from the (laughs) hit sensation Stephen King's It. Okay. Well, Ian, from what I've learned, uh, first thing you, you, you gotta do is you gotta make sure your face is clean. Okay. You gotta Uh, clean your face, Ian. No dirty faces. So, like the, the blood is coming off? Yeah, you're gonna have to get rid of the blood from uh, semen? my corpse. Yep, the semen from your body. Okay, I'll wipe that off. <laughs> from, oh wow. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. If you insist. Yeah. So you you gotta wash your face, Ian. Mm-hmm. That's weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, once you've washed your face, uh, some people like to put on some moisturizer. Um, some people like to put on some sort of primer as well, mm-hmm. um, and then there's a lot of a lot of. Uh, I guess you have a couple different uh, options you can uh, for sort of starting for your base layer. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, some of them are sort of overlapping. Sometimes you can use multiple things. Sometimes you just use one. Some of them have multiple purposes. Uh, BB cream is a popular option. It is, I believe, a tinted moisturizer that is also uh, maybe like a little bit of a primer or something. But it it, it does sort of the work of a uh, foundation or a concealer, uh, but to a lesser extent. Um, so yeah, you've also got your foundations and your concealers. What's the, so there's so there's primers, foundations, and concealers. Uh, well, I, I could be making up the primers. Okay. No, I don't oh, think no, I am. I, th- I think about a primer I've is that it helps other before. makeup stick. It's like you're time traveling and you go into the box and then you come out of the box and there's another one of you and it's very confusing. Yeah. But that's the movie. There's also the makeup application of a primer. Yeah. And I think it just helps other makeup stick. Okay, so like glue. Like I got, so I've got some Elmer's glue here, John. I'm going to put I'm gonna start <laughs> yeah. off. I'm going to squirt some of that on it. I'm going to... I've got the Elmer's glue on. Uh, it, it's not Elmer's glue. Specifically, you can purchase uh, makeup products uh, which are called primers. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, I would take that uh, Elmer's glue off your face, lest Ew. you end up looking like <laughs> Tim like Curry from It. Oh, no. Oh, no, John. <laughs> Every time, so I'm gonna peel it off. Oh, it's very satisfying. It's like coming off as a sort of one of those sheets. You ever, you ever do the whole glue thing, John? Yeah, I, yeah. Yes. Flying a Tim Curry style face mask. <laughs> okay, so you've got your primers. I've got my. I'm, I'm primed and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Now I apply um, the foundation. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, I don't. I think most of the videos I watched, they did. Yes, yeah, so I, th- I think you do foundation first. Mm-hmm. So foundation is something you put all over your whole face, um, and it sort of makes it all one tone. It sort of like covers up blemishes and spottiness and redness and stuff, and it just sort of makes it all look. It makes it just look. It just makes it look. You look like you've got like perfectly clear and smooth skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and when applied well, I think it is like the most magical step for me to watch because like like if you do it too much then you it looks like your face is different than the rest of your body but if you do it right then like you just go from like a regular person face to like a perfect face uh someone who never went through the horrors of puberty and has never gotten a single pimple in their life you just don't have pores you just you're you're just, just born without pores you just have the most perfect skin. Mm. Um, and then, and then you, I think the concealer goes on after that. To and you conceal put the, conce- the foundation. Well, no, the concealer is if you got, like, any, like, if you do happen to have, a, like, a real big pimple that just mm. couldn't be covered up by foundation, then you put some concealer on that. Or I think people also put concealer under their eyes a lot to cover up the, the bags. Mm-hmm. Something they that stayed I up late have. watching these ASMR tutorials. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then I think then you I think you do the eyes next. Mm. Oh no 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 wait. So I've no, got I this think, like big sorry. bag of googly eyes. I just I just nope. sort of stick them into the eyeball. <laughs> I, 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 I skipped a step. I skipped okay, a step. now I'm sticking the googly eye into my. Oh god. The so next you've got your your bronzer and your toner and your highlighter i think oh, oh john there's so many of these or no, maybe not toner maybe it's just bronzer and highlighter um i do have low toner 
and so those are the things you do you you put on to like accentuate your cheekbones or oh. make the the bridge of your nose seem sharper or your jawline seem sharper or to I guess do something with like your brow line. Um and this is where you you reshape your face. Um and this is the thing where like the people who like some people do extreme contouring where they make themselves look like they're an entirely different person simply through through applying makeup to their face. Mm-hmm. Um like now, there's John, all Have you ever seen those those videos of like the sidewalk artists and they've you know they've sort of made a fun a fun piece of sidewalk art looks like a big pit or or some three-dimensional effect yeah and then you realize like you know it's all well and good in the video right but if you approach it from any other angle it's gonna look like sort of some nonsense because it's all just like a trick of perspective Mm. does that happen with extreme contouring I would suspect so, but I don't know. Hmm. Um, well, because actually, like, like regular mild contouring does seem to work, e- like, even IRL. Hmm. Um, so I, I th- maybe extreme contouring also works. Um, but I, I don't know for sure. Um, but so you use your, yeah, your bronzer and your uh highlighter to do the contouring the bronzer is like the slightly darker one that i think you usually put like under your the thing that you're trying to make pop out and the Mm -hmm. highlighter is the thing you put like on the thing you're trying to make pop out so you would put like the highlighter on the cheekbone and the bronzer like just under the cheekbone so the bronzer kind of looks like a shadow and the highlighter looks like light hitting it yeah uh but some people only will would like just use one thing they don't always use both um and then you do your eyes uh so well there's like um uh brow fillers so it's just like some makeup that you stick on your eyebrows to make them look fuller and thicker um and then there's also eyeliner and that's the one that uh ian and i have definitely both worn Mm -hmm. Um, and you don't like putting it on i don't like putting it on no it's unpleasant to put on because uh, you, you're just you just got someone poking at your eye with a little stick, and you or start there's crying, also the liquid eye, eyeliner, and you just cry all the all the eyeliner off, and then you got to start all over again. Well, then you got those those streaks running down your face, and then all of your your theater buddies are yelling at you to suck it up and mm-hmm. let them poke you in the eye with the eyeliner. Mm-hmm. And that's why you need eye surgery. Yeah, probably. And then, and then you get kicked out of the school play. It's true. It happened. It happens to all of us. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, the eyeliner you just put around your eyes, and it just like some darkness around the the eyelids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then there's the mascara, which you put on your eyelashes to make them look plumper and fuller. <laughs> um, Why do you want plump eyelashes, John? Well, it just makes them like more prominent. They're, they're more prominent eyelashes. Hmm. They're big, beautiful lashes. Big, puffy lashes. That's, that's <laughs> I think, the most attractive thing in a person. Big, puffy lashes. <laughs> I've always said. I want, I, I want someone whose eyelashes look like 
they they're inflamed or maybe covered in a fungus or something. <laughs> Volumetric, John. Volumetric. That's the key word. Um. Oh, and then you can do. Did, was that? Okay. I, sorry, I thought I, I thought I heard some weird noise. Um. So then there's uh, then there's your eyeshadow, mm-hmm. and the eyeshadow is uh, it gets complicated because uh, so usually you you get your eyeshadow palettes, and the palettes are fucking insane. They're like one of the most over designed products you could possibly imagine in the entire world, where like. The physical thing that holds the palette is usually very fancy looking. Then you open it up and it's got like a big mirror in it. And then it's got like a very fancy looking, what is probably just like a, like plastic that like the uh, different eyeliners are in. Hold on, John. I'm looking at some pictures of eyeshadow palettes right now. And they just sort of look like dots. There's just like some colored dots. I don't know. I, look up like a, like a Kylie one. Like Kylie Jenner, the world's first self-made billionaire. Yeah, that's... Wait, uh, no, she's not the world's self-made billionaire. She's the world's first self-made billionaire, John. No, that doesn't that doesn't, doesn't make... Incredible. She's the world's first vegan self-made billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, look up a Kylie eye palette or something. Okay, I am. And it turns out, John, people are accusing Kylie Jenner of copying a popular, a popular YouTuber's eyeshadow palette. Oh, shit. That's what I've learned. Oh, Kylie. Kylie, how, up. how can you do this to me? Okay, so the, the like, Google image search images don't really do it justice, but they're, they're very, like, they're excessively fancy um, outside of the Google image search. It's the big thing I'm seeing with these. It seems like they've got a range of skin tone colors. Well, so it's not mostly. skin tone colors, because your eyeshadow isn't supposed to match your skin tone. The okay. eyeshadow is, like... That's where you get. So, yeah, there are some that's where you get ones. I suppose that's not unless like this. These are for Avatar people. Yeah, this is Probably. this is this is where you where you get where you have some fun. Um, hmm. And but like the palettes, they just have like this wild array of colors that don't necessarily seem like they go together. Um, and also like they all have crazy names. Um, actually, that's a just lot true of, of a lot do of look like skin tone colors though. Like, you know, there's, there's certainly, you know, mm. there's some blue ones, there's some red ones or whatever, but most of these palettes I'm seeing, like, I, if you were to, to show me this, like, palette of colors and say, you know, okay, well, these are, like, uh, foundation maybe or something, it might be believable. I suppose. Well, that's not the goal, Ian. That's not the goal. The goal is to accentuate the eyes, John, to make it look like you've been punched in the eyes. <laughs> Um, but oh, it's just, it, makeup in general just has some wild names. Mm. Like, there's a, a better than sex mascara. Uh, Is it? And then also, I can't imagine. <laughs> I well, I'll have to it, try it, it out. It seems false. Okay. Um, and then there's like some of the makeup brands have wild names too. Like Urban Decay really gets me every time. That's a good name for for makeup. Um, I feel like a lot of makeup was really trying to sort of, like, make you feel like you're, like, a a hip urban woman, but, like, like a glamorous, like, rich and famous 
Like I'm Carrie Fisher oh. from uh, Sex yeah, and basically. the City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All makeup, I feel like, is trying to make you feel like you're, uh, yeah, Carrie, Carrie Bradshaw, Carrie Fisher from Carrie Star Bradshaw. Wars in the City. <laughs> um. I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. So you put on your eyeshadow, and that you use like a bunch of different colors. Uh, and you. It All gets at pretty once. complicated. It's a rainbow. I, I can't describe the whole eyeshadow thing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you do your lips, and for your lips, you usually uh, you, you, you line them. You can line them with uh, some lip liner. Mm-hmm. And then you fill it in with, uh, with your lipstick. And there's there's a lot to it, and I've learned a lot about makeup from watching these ASMR makeup tutorials, Ian. Now, John, have you put remember. it into practice yet? Have you have you gone to work yet in makeup? I have not- started noticing other people's makeup a lot more. Mm. Like before, it was one of those things where, like, if I thought about it, I'm sure I could determine whether or not someone was wearing makeup. I just didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas now, like, I actually do think about it sometimes, and I look at people's faces, and I think about what they're doing with their makeup, and I can relate it to these videos I've seen, and think, like, I, I understand what they're doing there, and I can see that they've got some contouring going on. Do you think, when when you see someone who has well-applied makeup, do you think more of them? Or do you think, ah, you're trying to trick me! (laughs) <laughs> um, I think they have a skill that I don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have uh, like I, like it's kind of cool. I don't know. I don't, I don't have like strong feelings one way or the other. John, you'd make a terrible incel. <laughs> I thank you for that compliment. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a pretty nice compliment. <laughs> That's one thing that always got me whenever I would see the incel posts. They've got strong feelings about makeup, John. Strong, yeah, strong they have feelings. Strong feelings about fucking everything. They're 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 ridiculous, like sad people with, like, they're just jokes of people. Whoa, they're terrible. <laughs> they're the fucking worst. That's right, guys. If you're listening, and you're you're not a Chad, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> Now, is anyway, is Chad incel terminology, or is that something else? I, I think I think that it's incel terminology, but it's also like one that really uh, I find very funny. Yeah, Chad is good. Um, so yeah, so this this podcast is for Chads only. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no cucks. Although, actually, now that I mentioned that, John, I do have to bring up. Um, God damn it. You know, I am concerned. I am concerned that this is the, the cuck John dimension. Oh god. I assume cucks aren't chads. Although maybe they are. I guess if you're a if you're a cuck, then you've got a wife, and so at least you're not an incel. Um, <laughs> makeup tutorials, John. We've heard a lot about makeup. Um do you think that you like the the makeup part of these videos? Or the tutorial? Because now we've 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 sort of covered just makeup ASMR, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the tutorial section. Which one is for you, John? Oh, I totally prefer the tutorials over the role plays. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been like a huge role play fan, uh, and also I just like I find the tutorials much more interesting because, mm-hmm. like, 
I really enjoy watching people apply makeup because I don't know anything about it, and so it's just magical to watch. I agree with you, John. Would you ever consider wearing makeup? I mean, I, I have in your like in your day to day life. Um, I mean, probably not, just because like I don't really have any strong desire to, and like it seems like it would be a hassle socially. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, yeah, just it just seems like it would be inconvenient uh, as a man to wear makeup and just like, and just, like go it. out in public. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and I have no particular, and so like that seems annoying. And there's like nothing else that's really drawing me to the idea of it. Mm. I mean, it seems fine. I'm not opposed to it. It just I don't know. Doesn't seem worth the hassle. Mm-hmm. And it also doesn't seem worth the always, uh, price or the hassle of applying it. Always the concern that you would do your makeup and then look in the mirror and you're a Tim Curry clown from It. It's yeah, that, that's, the, that's the real concern. That's really what's holding you back. Yeah, that's actually, in a, in a recent survey by Gallup, 80% of people said that's why they do not use makeup. Tim Curry. <laughs> 80% of non-makeup users, I should, oh, I should yeah, clarify. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that makes sense. Now, one, one makeup tutorial that we did not discuss, which I think we should at least... Um, touch upon before we leave yeah. is um, uh, GB and Glow doing each other's makeup, John. Yeah, I really enjoyed these. So there's there's two videos uh, that GB and Glow did together. Uh, one in which Glow does GB's makeup and one in which GB does Glow's makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, these ones... Uh, I mean, you know, there's still ASMR videos, but that's not really the appeal to me of these. Um, the appeal to me of these videos is, um, partly, partly the friendship, the camaraderie, um, just watching GB and Glow hang out. Um, but then, uh, but then more importantly, each of them has its own sort of real strength to it. So Mm -hmm. the one in which, uh, Glow does GB's makeup. Um, the, the strength of that video is that Glow is really good at applying makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's, it's good to, to watch an artist at work and to hear her talk about it. Uh, GB is learning all sorts of things from Glow throughout the course of this video. Um, I also, uh, as a side note, would love it if Glow would do like a skincare, uh, routine tutorial or something like that. Um, cause while I don't have any particular desire to wear makeup, I do have a particular desire to have, uh, clear, perfect skin like Glow does. Just, um, John, just rip all your pores off. I mean, I definitely still get like, uh, more acne at this point in my life than I thought I would when I was a teenager. I kind of felt like, um, yeah, like you'd be done when you're 15 or something. Yeah. Or like at least by 20. Mm-hmm. But but no, it's it's still still get it occasionally. It's been a little worse like this spring and summer. I mean, it's still not like horrible, but like I don't like it. Well, John, I have wanted to talk to you about your sort of nighttime ritual <laughs> and how I think that might be relating to your skincare issues. Yeah, the one so, where I just like mm-hmm. rub grease on my face. Yeah, well, I know I know that you love butter, John. I know <laughs> that you're also on a diet, and this is like sort of how your how your compensating for that 
Mm-hmm. Like you, know, you, you, you find the smell of butter comforting as you drift to sleep. <laughs> but I can't imagine that it's good for your face, and I can see a little bit of your bed in the in the mm-hmm. sort of video here. And it's not good for your bed, Josh. Not good for your pillow. Have all this, all this but, butter. But Ian, what you're leaving out is that I, I, I add in some sugar as well to exfoliate. Well, John, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing the ants, John, in there. <laughs> it's good for the. Don't get me wrong, John. I think it's great that you're supporting local communities, uh, <laughs> um, humanity's um, sort of favorite little friends, ants. <laughs> long, long time listeners of the show. Um, Ants. <laughs> uh, but it's just not good. It's just not good for your skin. I can see where they've bitten off large chunks of your flesh. It's not good for the your your pillows, your blankets, your sheets in general. Justin has been has been emailing me. <laughs> and he's been he's been you know, I, I, I shouldn't speak for him, but I don't think he appreciates it either. The rancid smell <laughs> permeates the whole apartment. I don't know, John. I just think well, you, you were saying that you wanted to get some information on skincare, and I think that's sort of the first step. Is uh, more sugar? Nah, uh, John. No, no. Well, stevia. More exfoliation. John. Stevia. Oh, okay. All right. Because I don't think okay. Ansi stevia probably. I, I I can try it out. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would love uh, some skincare skincare tips from Glow. Uh, but mm-hmm. otherwise, yeah, it's it's a uh, pretty uh, pretty impressive to to watch ASMR glow apply makeup, mm-hmm. uh, and then this other video where in which GB does ASMR glows makeup, um, GB it turns out is blindfolded, uh, and so she cannot see uh, glow's face, mm-hmm. and um, as a result, she does not apply the makeup very well. Um, so so. Uh, humorous hijinks ensue. Um, I mean, to be fair, like, she does some parts pretty well. Yeah, it looks like she puts on the foundation pretty reasonably. Um, like, like some of it, like, looks reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of it, um, you know, I wouldn't quite say Tim Curry, Tim Curry's clown from It. Um, but... But a little, a little clownish. One of her a... eyes does get a little. <laughs> well, there's yeah, some mistakes it... made. The 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 eyes and the lips are, I think, where GB struggles the most. One challenging thing is the lips are black. <laughs> <laughs> That's a challenge of this video. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at the end result again. Yeah. <laughs> Chibi looks happy with it, though. <laughs> GB looks happy. Yeah, I think, I, I Glow think looks happy. Really proud of her work, and I think Glow is uh, ready for a night out on the town. Mm-hmm. And that's what makeup's all about, John. I think the real tutorial here was for us the whole time. It was the the meaning of friendship. Ian. The meaning of friendship <laughs> is what I learned from uh, ASMR makeup tutorials. How does it feel, John? We've had this. We've had this sword of Damocles hanging over our collective heads for months now. And how does it feel for it to have finally dropped and impaled upon us? <laughs> well, Ian, I really feel like 
we've learned something about friendship along the way. Mm-hmm. I also feel like there's one last thing that we have to cover. <laughs> we do have to cover this, John. Um, so this was not targeted at us, but I was on Twitter one day, and I happened to see that a uh, friend of the show, Jellico Billy, uh, longtime listener, um, one-time tweeter at us, mm-hmm. uh, many-time tweeter for other things, uh, had had tweeted, real question though, can extreme contouring fool facial recognition technology? Mm-hmm. And I felt that that was a question that we needed to answer. As recent makeup experts, and given that Ian, you know, probably doesn't do anything with computer vision, but... Yeah, I do some stuff AI, with computer least. vision. Oh, okay. Ian Not is- so much with face detection. But yeah, no, I mean, the, the, the long and short of it, John is absolutely uh one fun thing yeah i figured Uh, the answer was absolutely i guess you know there's a lot of factors at play it depends on what sort of sensors are being used and how intelligent the system is um well there's a certain sensor would be easier to confuse than others i would think Mm -hmm. so i'd say there's sort of two there's sort of two things here mm-hmm. the first is um if you go to cvdazzle.com uh there's some nice face detection camouflage makeup which is quite notable and also pretty extreme oh yeah it's very thing. extreme yeah and there's also uh on futurism.com uh facial recognition tech is no match for juggalo makeup that just shows <laughs> that in fact you know juggalo makeup does confuse most standard face detection systems uh, maybe not too spicy because again, juggle makeup fairly extreme. Um, yeah, I'd say more interestingly, there's been a a spate of research in the past four years or so into adversarial examples, John. So you've got a system which is trained to detect faces, and you can take a, an image which clearly has a face on it. The, the system recognizes it perfectly well. Make um, perturbations imperceptible to a human. And the the algorithm will spit out basically any answer you please. Maybe it says it's a giraffe now. Um, turns out these sorts of examples can be found for basically any image. So basically for any image, you can always perturb it in a basically imperceptible manner in order to elicit any response you choose. And these examples are pretty universal across systems. So, so basically, oh, wow. so long as you've got a system which has a, a, a very high degree of capacity, there are going to be examples that you can find where, where minor alterations will result in drastic changes in prediction confidence. Um, I think that's just a sort of fun thing about the, the current state of computer vision, because we're, we're now at the point where computer vision systems on the whole, very good, I would say, in many cases, better than human visual systems. Uh, but still some big glaring weaknesses, and <laughs> fooling them is actually, I'd say, one of the big weaknesses of current computer vision systems. Mm. So, thank you, Jilly Kobilly. Um, I'm still not sure that we directly answered the question of, uh, can extreme contouring fool uh, camera, uh, or um, facial recognition systems? Well, um, if juggling I mean, makeup isn't extreme contouring John, I don't know what is. <laughs> uh, but I, I think the answer is yes. It, it obviously depends on the contouring and, again, I think the, the, to some extent the system you're trying to fool. Um, just, in, just in how extreme you have to go, I think. 
Um, but but yeah, I, I would say I would say yes. The answer is yes. You can fool it with extreme contouring. Mm-hmm. So, listeners, uh, thank you for joining us as we finally address uh, the makeup tutorials everyone's been clamoring for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at ASMR underscore quest. You can email us at asmrquesting at gmail.com. You can follow our individual Twitter accounts. I am at Johninator. Ian is at the real Judy D with underscores between all of those words. Mm-hmm. Um, and please, well, actually, sorry, two more things. Please tell your friends and family about us. And neighbors. And, and neighbors. <laughs> and uh, please leave a five star rating and review on iTunes or a max rating and review on any other podcast apps you use. I gotta emphasize this again. If you do leave a rating and review on any other podcasting app which which allows that, let me know because I still don't know of a single other app you can rate <laughs> podcasts other than iTunes. I think it's the only game in town, but I don't know for sure. Um, thank you for tuning in and listening, and stay tingling.